Here on the Stendonian Life, I'll be introducing you to the city of Dundee in Scotland. Dundee is a city which is going through a lot of change, and yet the city's voice needs to be heard louder than ever before. On this podcast, I will be sharing stories of Dundee from all angles, as well as making episodes which are dedicated to Dundee and the things that are going on here. I'm Andrew Batchelor, and welcome to This Dundonian Life. This episode of This Dundonian Life is dedicated to Tony Morrow, who sadly passed away last week. He helped sculpture various iconic landmarks in Dundee, such as the Desperate Dan statue you see in the, in the city centre off Reform Street, as well as the Dundee Dragon. He was a much-loved person in our community, and he will very much be missed by Scots all around the country. No one more than Dundonians, though. Dundee has lost a great champion who leaves behind a legacy that will last forever. Thank you, Tony, for making a huge impact on our city. You are loved and you will be missed. The Beano, the Dandy, Our Willie, the Bruins, the Bass Street Kids, the Sunday Post, the Evening Telegraph, the Courier, Jackie, the People's Friend, the Scots Magazine, My Weekly, Shout and Bunty. They all have one thing in common, and yes, you guessed it, they were all made here in Dundee. Thanks to DC Thompson, which are based here in the city. On this week's episode of This Dundonian Life, we're talking all things comic books and magazines, which ties into the third J which made up Dundee's three J's alongside Jit and Jam. Journalism properly arrived in Dundee way back in 1905, when DC Thompson set up shop in Dundee. It was originally a family-run enterprise by the Thompson family, who had a history of sh- in shipping. However, they also invested in publishing and it was one of two publishing firms that were in the city at the time. The other was owned by Sir John Lane, and the two firms decided to merge to form DC Thompson, which was led by David Cooper Thompson. The history of DC Thompson is so fascinating because it created an industry which continues to serve the people of Dundee and Scotland. Although due to the advancements in the industry with newspaper sales falling, journalism in the city is adapting to keep up with the time and it's going so well. So in this episode of This Dundee Life, we're looking at Dundee's impact on journalism and the people and the things that make it so amazing and unique. Comic book galore. Comic books are one of the most notable things that DC Thompson is famous for. The Beano is one of, if not, the most notable of the lot. First published in 1938, The Beano is the longest running British children's comic magazine which has entertained readers for decades on end and it continues to be popular among kids to this very day. The Beano even continues to be a favourite among adults, most notably those who grew up with the comics when they were younger. Of course, one of the first things you think of when someone mentions the Beano is the rebel in red, Dennis the Menace. His background is so interesting, he was first drawn on the back of his cigarette packet and went on to become one of the most iconic characters in comic book history. And his relevance has not only just remained on paper, he's appeared in several forms of media, including having his own TV shows. In researching Dennis the Menace and his impact, what he's had on popular culture, it was surprising to see that there's so many references to him and his character. One of my favourites is from The Simpsons. They released a comic book strip back in 2014 which was entirely inspired by Dennis's character. 
In the comic, Bart goes onto a wrong plane and ends up in Britain, and he meets his British counterpart, Brit Simpson, and his style of clothing and appearance is the same as our Dennis. Also, what is great is that there's an episode of The Simpsons where Bart places various microphones over a window and says testing, which causes huge echoes over Springfield, which causes chaos and disruption. And the reason I bring this up is because there was a comic strip in the Beano of Dennis and Menace doing the exact same thing. There was a comic strip by David Law, which was published in 1960, which showed Dennis disrupting the residents of Beano Town from dawn to dusk with a loudspeaker, but in the end, he was caught after hiding in a trash can with the loudspeaker being left on. Tip for you all who want to menace, don't do that. But the popular culture of Dennis doesn't end there though, because it was only earlier this year when on RuPaul's Drag Race, drag queen Ellie Diamond from Dundee donned a handmade Dennis Menace outfit during a runway session in the first episode where the queens had to create a look inspired by their hometown. Ellie later made it to the final and came forth, and now her amazing outfit of Dennis will now be shown at the McManus Galleries, which is brilliant. It is definitely a great addition to the museum and it fits well so for so many reasons. One, because the McManus celebrates Dundee art and design, and two, it is opposite DC Thompson HQ, which is where Dennis was first published. Since we're talking about things that are first published, here's a little fun fact for you about Dennis Menace. He first appeared in the Beano on the 12th of March 1951, and on the same day, another Dennis Menace first appeared in the US. Both are different from one another, but how weird is it that both characters appeared on the same day? And an interesting additional thing to that is the fact our Dennis is older because he appeared in a comic book that was released hours ahead of the one in the US due to the time zone differences. So that makes our Dennis the oldest and the first. But Dennis isn't the only one. There are so many other comic book characters which are created in Dundee, from Minnie the Minx, Pie Face, The Bass Street Kids, Desperate Dan, Walter and so much more. Urwale is another character which comes from the comic strip of the same name which appears in the Sunday Post. Wally is a significant part of Scottish culture and his influence is so big that he was subject to two art trails, one in Dundee and one in Scotland, and both helped raise money for children's charities across Scotland and it brought so many amazing memories to all people who were involved and it was one of the best things to see in Dundee and in Scotland during that time. And I've even got my own early on my bedside cabinet so it's quite cool and I feel that Urwally has had a huge impact on Scottish culture and seeing him being created here in Dundee is amazing because also outside the McManus there's a statue of Urwally that was recently erected onto the wall of the McManus on and it's next to the benches and if you haven't checked out you should totally but there are so many reasons to why comic book culture in Dundee should be celebrated. The impact it has had on not just the city, not just here in Scotland, but the world proves that there needs to be something to showcase. And that leads me on to a recent project that I proposed not too long ago of a comic strip museum for Dundee. And this was after a project was launched called Reimagine the Conscious, which asked people to think of a new idea for what could be used for the old Dundee College building on Constitution Road and what it could be used for. After proposing the idea and posting it on social media, it received a huge outpour of support, and it was great to hear people's thoughts on what should, why there should be one. 
and it attracted so much attention that even the courier came in touch with me and to help expand the awareness of the proposed idea that I came up with. But they also did a poll alongside the article they wrote and 89% of people polled thought it was an excellent idea. I've always wanted to see a comic book museum and come to Dundee and there was originally plans to do so to have one in Dundee if Dundee did win the UK City of Culture bid for 2017. There were plans to redevelop the old Westward Works building near the city centre, which was a building operated by DC Thompson decades ago. I believe that it's a great idea that, that will attract visitors and don't take my word for it because there's a comic book museum in Brussels in Belgium, the Comics Art Museum. I'm cutting out Covid here, an estimated 200,000 visitors visit every year. So one for Dundee would be a sterling idea because the city is also known for its comic books and I believe we should totally get one post-Covid and hopefully there's something planned for that because it will be a great addition to Dundee as it changes for the future. We've reached the end of our first act and in the second act we'll be talking all things magazines. Stay tuned. Act 2. Jackie Bunty Dandy. DC Thompson doesn't just publish comics, they publish magazines as well. One notable magazine which they used to publish was Jackie. And Jackie was a magazine that was targeted towards girls and young women, which was published weekly. It was the best-selling girl magazine in the UK and at the height of its popularity in the 1970s, sales rised from the initial 350,000 to 605,947 in 1976. The name Jackie was said to be inspired from Jacqueline Kennedy, who was the wife of the US President John F. Kennedy. However, due to its assassination in 1969, the name was close to being changed there are also others that claim that the magazine was named after Jacqueline Wilson, the famous author who wrote the Tracy Beaker books. She worked at DC Thompson before pursuing a career as an author. However, those who have worked on the magazine denied it was the case despite the fact Jacqueline Wilson claimed that it was. Unfortunately for the magazine, sales declined for the, from the late 1970s to the early 1990s, which prompted DC Thompson to cease publication of the magazine. But as I say, it was more than just one magazine produced at DC Thompson. Jackie was one of many, and another one was Bunty, which like Jackie was also targeted towards girls and those who were 14 years and younger. Bunty was first published in 1958 and featured several strips with well-known regular strips such as The Four Marys, Moira Kent, Lorna Drake, Love Lisa, The Comp and Penny's Place. Throughout its history, other magazines that were aimed towards girls such as Susie Nicky for Girls and Mandy and Judy amalgamated with Bunty and the average issue of Bunty contained several short stories and comic strips which were broken up by letter pages, competitions and featured readers. And the back page initially featured cutout dolls and paper clothes as well as wallpapers. One other comic magazine which I haven't mentioned too much is The Dandy. The Dandy was a great magazine and I remember reading it on occasions when I was a kid. It launched in 1937 and it went on to become one of the best-selling comic book magazines in the UK alongside the Beano. The Dandy reached sales of 2 million a week in the 1950s and it introduced readers to Desperate Dan and Banana Man. Desperate Dan first appeared in the first issue of The Dandy back in 1937 and his significance is so notable that a statue was erected in the city centre of Dundee. And the strip of Desperate Dan was drawn by Dudley D. Watkins up until his death in 1969. 
The comic strip was so popular it even triggered its own spin-off and even a crossover with Dennis the Menace. And Banana Man was equally popular as he appeared in both the Dandy and the Beano. He's the stereotypical parody of the traditional superheroes you had in the 1960s and 1970s. And Banana Man first appeared in Nutty as a back page strip in the first issue back in 1980, drawn by John Gearin. And his character was so popular that the show was made for him back in the 1980s by the BBC. DC Thompson's impact on Dundee and journalism as a whole has been nothing but amazing. Creating and producing comics which have become some of the best selling the world has ever seen is no means a huge achievement. I've always looked up to DC Thompson for inspiration. DC Thompson helped build Dundee culture thanks to an amazing promotion from the journalists at the Evening Telegraph and The Courier, who were the first to raise awareness of my work, and that is a debt of gratitude that I will never be able to repay. I've always been a fan of Dennis Menace in particular. I think his lack of respect and authority is amazing, and the brilliant thing is that he was made here in Dundee. I've always loved the comics which they have produced which feature him, so much so I have one comic strip of Dennis Menace on my wall in my studio, along with a wee plush of him on the seat at the coffee table area. And even though times are changing, and the way we see the media is changing in front of our eyes, transitioning from printed newspapers to social media news, Dundee has managed to adapt these changes well, and it continues to do so for the future. I'm Andrew Batchelor, and this has been This Dundonian Life. <laughs>